Hey there, welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com, and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. You're listening to a guy who allowed fear to keep him in a job that he hated for 12 years and in another job that he just about tolerated for another 20 years after that. That was until I asked myself the question, when's my time? When's my time to be the person that I want to be, to do the things that I want to do, to to live the life that I want to live, to do all those things that I promised myself when I was a kid that I was going to do with my life when I grew up? Now, a guy my age, you've got to accept that uh, probably your time for waiting for growing up has uh, has been and gone. And it's time I'd achieved an awful lot of those things. But hey, can't cry over spilt milk. But that decision to make the changes that I made in my life back in 2010, or starting back in 2010, let's be more accurate about that, has been of late brought back to mind. A couple of things. One, not so recent, probably a couple of years ago, and another just within the last couple of weeks. I'll start with the thing a couple of of years ago. Karen and I are fortunate enough to live out in the countryside in a village, and we take the dog a walk every day, as you would, sometimes together, uh, more often apart. But this, on this occasion, both Carol and I were, were walking Jack, and we were down a, a quiet little lane nearby. And heading toward us was a lady, and this was a, quite a warm day. Uh, heading toward us, uh, towards us, down, uh, coming in the opposite direction, was a lady who was in full sort of hiking gear. And a, and a lot of it. It's quite expensive gear, but sort of a fair few layers, which first caught my attention that it was a warm day and she'd got quite a lot of clothing on. But she was walking with such purpose, with such determination, and at great pace. I can tell you, if she'd been walking in the same direction as us and come up from behind us, she would have sort of overtaken us. She would whisk straight past us. No problem. Real determination, real focus on this lady's face. And the face itself was very worn and very frail. And she looked aged beyond her years. And her skin was incredibly yellow. The yellow that sort of says this person sadly has some sort of liver disease. And I said, hello or good morning, I can't remember quite what. And she just didn't acknowledge it. She was just focused on her walk. As I say, real pace, she looked really drawn, but she looked really focused and determined to get to wherever she was going. And I don't know if you're like me, but I have this habit, and it's not a conscious habit, but I'll sort of see somebody that I've never seen before and probably will never see again, and I'll create a whole backstory to them. I think it's a a trait that I I inherited from my mother, because I know she would do that very same thing. She would see people... And she'd create this whole story for them. Total flights of fancy. But I found myself doing it for this lady. I said to Carol, did you see that lady? And she said, yeah. I said, did did you see how she looked? She looked pretty rough. She said, yeah. And I said, I wonder if she has liver disease. And more than that, I, I wonder if her doctor has given her a pretty bad prognosis that she hasn't got much longer left. 
And I also wonder if because the, the fact that the mere fact that she was walking in such a focused way, in, in such a determined way and at such great pace, I wonder if she's sort of given herself certain tasks, certain things that she wants to achieve before her time comes. And one of it is to walk the paths around here. I don't know. Maybe she intends to die with no tread left on the bottom of her walking boots. And I then followed it up with a statement. I said to Carol that uh, I hope that if ever a doctor gives me such bad news that I will be focused enough to do the things that I want to do. That that will give me the... the um, the impetus to achieve things that I'd always promised myself that I'd achieved. And then, literally within a heartbeat, I realised that, hang on a minute, we've all got this death sentence hanging over us. This is not meant to be morbid, by the way. This is meant to be a wake-up call. We've all got this death sentence hanging over us. The difference between us and, if I was right, this lady, is that we just don't have a date appended to it. We just don't, haven't been told that you've got three months, six months or whatever left and get things in order. We don't know when it's coming. So why, why do we choose to leave it to chance? Why, why would we wait for somebody to tell us, well, you know, don't make plans for next Christmas before we actually set about doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, that we promised ourselves that we'd do? Why wait? Because it could be tomorrow. Now, those thoughts were brought back to me just a couple of weeks ago when I opened a book that was recommended to me by a, a friend of mine, Sam. And it's a book called, and you've probably read it because it's been around for 10 years, but I'll be honest, I, I hadn't come across it. It's a book called Chasing Daylight by a guy called Eugene O'Kelly. Now, back in 2005, I think it was, Eugene had been the CEO of KPMG. I'm sure you're no doubt aware that KPMG is a huge global presence, a massive accountancy firm, multinational. Uh, I think they're probably on all continents. And he'd risen to CEO of this organisation. So you could say that this guy was at the top of his game. And you could probably extrapolate from that. He was at the top of several games because you don't get to rise to be that uh, advanced in any organisation, let alone such a large organisation, without having things pretty together. And that was until one day when O'Kelly walked into his doctor's office to be delivered that news, that news that said, you better be getting your things in order. He felt pretty fit, he felt healthy, he felt great, in fact. But the doctors had found a brain tumour, or it may have been brain tumours, that were inoperable. And so they said, look, bottom line is, you've got about 100 days left and there's nothing we can do about it. The one thing they were able to do was to reassure him that at no time would he feel any pain. He would just eventually drift away. And this book is it's written in O'Kelly's own voice. I believe at the time of writing it, it was dictated to a ghostwriter, but it's his own words. And the ghostwriter put it together, and it was actually finished by, rather movingly, by his, his widow. And it's about how he chose to spend those last hundred days. Yet he had a, a couple of days where he was 
totally knocked sideways. But he decided, well, look, I haven't got many days left. I need to choose very carefully how I'm going to spend them and who I'm going to spend them with. And this is by way of a book recommendation. I mean, you've probably read it uh, and know it because it was released shortly after his death um, back in 2005, 2006. So it's been around for 10 years. But if you haven't read it, or even if you have, read it again. But if you haven't read it, go grab it. Um, you'll find it on Amazon. It's it's widely available. It may even be low. I mean, if, if funds are short, it may even be available in your local library. But go read it because it is, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a book of literary merit. It's not written beautifully, but it is a beautiful book, if that makes sense, because of the way he deals with this. So I would go and get that book because it will strengthen that knowledge that's burning deep within you that, hey, this is not a rehearsal. We're passing this way once and once only. We don't get another shot at this. If we don't get it right this time, we don't get it right. And it will focus, it will help you focus on that very fact that you need to grab this. You need to grab this opportunity that you have here now to live the life you choose, that you plan out for yourself. Because if you don't, you'll end up living the life somebody else plans out for you. And as Jim Rohn says, guess what they have planned for you? Not much. So, Go grab that book, read it, and take on board that message. You have to create your life for yourself. You have to take that on board. You have to grab this by the throat and say, this is my life. I'm going to live it the way I choose. And I'm starting that process right now. Look, I hope this has helped. If it has Hope you'll head over to iTunes because if you go there and leave me a five-star review, it will help other people find this podcast and it will help help them too. It will also give my ego a big boost, but that's not the reason I'm telling you to do that. Go over to iTunes, leave me a five-star review. Tell me what you liked about this best, okay? And if you want to, feel free to email me at aussie at whensmytime.com. I'll answer all emails personally. So that's Aussie at whensmytime.com. This has been Aussie Air, founder of whensmytime.com. And I'm here to tell you, your time is now.